State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. That's how we own it. What's up, family? It's your girl, Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of Street Politicians, the, the place, place where, where the, the streets, streets and, and politics meet. What's going on, Mr. Lennon? Mr. My son, Lennon. Uh, it's been a rough week, man, but you know, we take a lick and keep on ticking, don't we? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I really do believe that the energy in the air, like something is off in the society and the world. It's a little weird. There's so many things going on. I was just reading something this morning about the amount of people dying by fentanyl, like, but not, not like, um, fentanyl, uh, what do you call it? Like where they are um, 
accidentally being poisoned, like, you know, like, 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 you know, how sometimes they make drugs and they put things in it. So, and you don't know what you're taking, but these are people who are intentionally using fentanyl. And I'm just like, yeah, the world is a little weird. It's weird. But but that is the effect that they are looking for. That's like heroin in the eighties, especially in the eighties. Like I told you before, people wanted to, to try the heroin that killed people. Like if they say, yo, these people OD'd on it, they'd be like, where are they going to find that bag? Because there's a level of high that a, a drug addict is trying to reach. They're trying to reach the level of high right before death. Like they want, they want, it's the weirdest shit in the world. They don't want to die. They want to experience this level of high that reaches the, the, this level of euphoria that that completely controls them to where they almost die, but they don't. Yeah, but then the question that I have about that, right, is, I mean, did a lot of people die on heroin? I can't remember. Oh, hell yeah. A lot of like people. Like the way died. that they're dying with fentanyl? I don't know if the numbers are the same, but I know there was a lot of heroin addicts that OD. That was one of the biggest things. Most of them were OD. It's very, very, very strange. And it's not one race or like 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 a it's not in silos or subjective for like one community or one group of people it's like a wide ranging problem it's very it's just very strange so i very, just very strange but you know i'm never you know engaged so i don't know what the um the feeling is or the thrill is I mean, I get it. Obviously, I know I, one thing. No, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I know this. This. This is what scared me when they said the urge for drugs, for crack, or some of these drugs, or even heroin, was a hundred times the urge for sex. I said, I don't want it. <laughs> he was really freaking. I'm just telling you, if something is a hundred times <laughs> the urge for sex. You are nuts. I don't want nothing to do with something like that. That ain't for me. You, <laughs> I'm a, listen, I would be the biggest addict in the world. I, I'm never, I'm staying as far away from that shit as possible. I mean, listen, I have used drugs. I don't know if it ever, ever uh, tampered with my urge for sex. But I do know that you are always, which is why I went from taking a half a pill to taking five pills each time because it, it, it as time goes on and your body gets used to the drug, you're looking for an original feeling. So I get that. But I'm saying that the fentanyl specifically is killing people left and right. Like fentanyl is just knocking people down. I don't remember if heroin killed a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it did, but I mean, the, I don't, anyway, it just seems, but everything is weird. Everything is weird. So speaking of weird things, I wanted to talk about Blueface and Christian. Um, you know, Krishan. I, Krishan, I'm sorry. I posted, and actually I was looking at the young lady the other day, and she's really just a pretty little, a pretty young girl. And I I posted a few weeks ago that the show that they have on some Tubi, I don't even know the name of the TV network, whatever the TV network is, a black man owns it and they have this show 
And it is, it to me, it is, it's, it's like it should be banned from TV, the craziness that goes on between these two very young people. I don't think it should be exploited by them or anyone else because it actually shows a lot of mental health issues, a lot of um, self-esteem issues, mental health issues, like you put it all under one umbrella and it, it really is not a good look at all. I get that. All reality TV has an element of the fighting and the carrying on and all the things that we see. But to me, it just feels so inappropriate for these two very, very young people to be, uh, you know, on TV displaying, you know, going to counseling, drinking liquor. I know for sure that that is not something that's supposed to happen. Like I get that a therapist may come and meet you where you are in the midst of all your challenges, but it's also very TV that you could go to a, a therapist or a psychiatrist's office and drink out of a bottle of Hennessy. So when I saw that, I was like, I just, I just want to know, is this supposed to be funny? And I posted it. And of course, a lot of people said no. And actually it gets deeper. I had a bunch of people DMing me, telling me more about real stories of abuse. Some people were trying to say they thought it was just for TV, but it has become clear that it's not. And then it's the young man, God bless him. He has a mom and the mom has drama. And it's just so much drama that's going on with this one family. So then this week, I saw that the young girl is pregnant, which bless God, bless the Lord, like God bless. Like I was not even in this type, the type of shape that they're in, but I, it was pretty bad and it was not a good time for me to even have a child. So I can only imagine that this is like, wow, but you know, whatever, bless their heart. But I noticed that she said something about getting an abortion. And then he said, do it, which, you know, young people back and forth on the Internet. But since then, he made another statement, which is that he wanted to he's going to continue to push the issue until she gets an abortion. Does, does, do you think there's anybody around that's letting Blueface know that bullying a woman into an abortion is actually not cool? Like that's not like you that's not something that you write on social media or anywhere else, like that's actually bullying somebody into making a decision with their body. And it's not, it's, it's, it's not okay. You know, uh, I've been watching it and it's very toxic to me, just watching the way they deal with each other, you know, the way that media, social media and everybody else is exploiting these people's dysfunction. That's what it is. And, you know, and you, you tell young kids that they can make money even at their own demise, they're going to do it. That's And people will say, oh, well, they make it a choice. And, and, and a lot of times when you make a choice, choices are based on options, mm-hmm. right? So when you give people very little options and people come from nothing, Krishan, you could you look at both of them. Like even Blueface, they got where they are. But if you look at Krishan, she's, she's been through, so she's been through hell. When mm-hmm. you look at her family life and everything she's going through. So you give her opportunity to where she's making thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars, even if it's at the demise, I mean, even if it's at the extent and, you know, to her detriment, she doesn't care, you know? So I, whoever's around them, you know, I know some people that's around Blueface or, you know, I, I, I would say, man, 
you know, they, they got to be a little bit of guidance, like it's grown adult people. Like, and I'm not, I don't know what you're saying. He's still a grown man, but I do think that there has to be better guidance and understanding of what's going on. And as far as what you just said, you know, I don't know what they said. So I, I, I hope he understands what he's doing. I hope he, you, he understands that trying to bully a woman into an abortion is not cool because you, 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 you consciously, You've been with this woman. This is a woman that you've been claiming that you've been with, and you made a baby with her. You know what I'm saying? So stressing her out and doing things mentally to destroy, like that's not that's not grown man shit. It's, it's actually coward it's coward culture. And you know, I don't know Blueface, but I know that that statement alone is is not some shit that a man should be happy saying. Yeah, I mean, I just I just feel like. As young people, I am trying to be much more understanding of young people because as I have, as I'm getting older, I see so much that's like completely ridiculous. Like just, I, I can't believe it's happening. And then I have to put myself back at the time when there were people who couldn't believe I was doing some of the things that I was doing. So I have to constantly remind myself of that so that I don't get so far detached from the realities of what we're dealing with today and what young people go through and how society creates, you know, different things that become the norm and some things that make you cool and all of that. And adults like the, the black man, I forgot his name. If I could remember, trust me, I would definitely say it, but I don't, but I'm probably going to get it before we um, finish. But, you know, these people who are exploiting young folks, because this happens, right? It happens. I was watching a long order episode, same thing, exploiting young people, for their own purposes, whatever their issues may have been. This particular time, it was the LGBTQIA community, uh, older people exploiting younger people for the purpose of making a point, right? And then messed up these kids' heads and messed up their emotions. Same thing here. TV guy wants to, you know, make it big in TV and have a big show or a big network. He exploits these two young people, as you said, their dysfunction. We as a people, especially as black people, should be like, we're not even putting this, we're not even putting this on TV. Think about it. I mean to cut off, but it started with like Bobby and Whitney, right? People, people at least they were big grown people. They was big people. Bobby and Whitney was big people. I guess, but they still, these are still grown people. They're adults. Yeah, but I mean, big people. It's different. It's but different. It was, dysfunction. It. It, was, it was exploiting dysfunction. They knew those people. Was dysfunction. Was and when you watch because you knew that they were high and they were going to do shit that didn't even make sense. And you wanted to see that. And you liked the love. And sometimes it was dysfunctional. Sometimes they cussed each other out. And people enjoyed it. And this is, this is, the, this is the new version of that. This but it was big was, people, Mike. But to you, it was big people. They were big people. people. I mean, these was grown. These are still grown people, you know. So I hear you. But we we we've, we've um celebrated and exploited our detriment since the beginning, since we was able to do it because, and you know, we come from poverty. We come through from a lot of different situations. So a lot of people come into this, you know, this industry or whatever. And they, they allow themselves to be exploited because they don't want to go back to being broke. You know, hopefully somebody that's listening today will let the young man know that 
publicly or otherwise, but certainly publicly bullying a woman into having an abortion is wrong. It's wrong. It's inappropriate. And it's just something that we shouldn't be like, oh, you know, well, I get it because they are young. No, somebody needs to actually tell him that. So that's that. Uh, let's see what else what else is going on in this world. So um, I, I know a couple of weeks ago or last week, uh, it was announced that Tyler Perry and Byron Allen are attempting to purchase uh, the majority stake in BET. Uh, now, Puff has joined the ranks of those who are trying to buy, uh, I guess, more than 51% of the company um, so that BET will be Black-owned again. Now, it's not clear to me whether they're all in talks about potentially coming together or if each individual person is intending to buy um, the company. And so therefore there will be a be competition, which by the way, I, either way it works for me, right? Like I think because you need competition, white folks battle one another for businesses all the time. And it doesn't make them hate one another because they could be owning something together over here having dinner together over here and still bidding over there for some other business because they're keeping it, they're keeping it, the competitive nature of it all and keeping it in the, the, the family, if you will. That's what they do. They go to one another and say, hey, you should bid, I'm going to bid and you bid and one of the three of us is going to get it, which means we all still got it. So I can work with that or which would be great if the three of them were working together to get it. I personally know, um, you know, we know Puff and I want to see him be able to do this because I know from the work that he's put in with Revolt, which by the way, Revolt, while it is, you know, it is a, 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 a very important news source and especially culturally, it, it has a very important cultural space. A shout out to the family over at Revolt it still is not a mainstream BET network. It is not the same. So I heard because people like- it not, BET has been here for decades. So exactly. you know what I'm saying? So Revolt is, I don't even think Revolt is 10 years old. And Revolt, again, it still is, it's not the, it is not the brand, nor is it a network that is like BET. So what BET can do, the shows, the content, all of that, it's a completely different level. And you know, people don't really know what they be talking about sometimes, because I saw people like, well, doesn't he own Revolt? Why can't he just put more into that? Yes, you can. It's like saying Byron Allen is not going to go, well, at least I don't think he's going to go dump the griot, Right. He's going to build up his media pro, uh, portfolio, right? Why do we don't ask Rupert Murdoch and all of these white people that own massive media That's entities, why they don't dump some of their smaller businesses or stay small instead of being able to play on a big level? Why do we have to ask them to, to do that? No, you should be able to have revolt and BET and something else and something else. Like that's just what it is. So I support Puff, you know, and I and I hope that he's able to get this done because we know his like I, I I'm actually on a text thread where Puff is on there every so often, like 
I'm looking for the best and the brightest to help build what is next for us as Black people and in terms of Black ownership, right? And I'm sure the others, Tyler Perry and Byron Allen, are thinking the same way. It's like, what can we do to build the next level of Black dopeness, telling our own stories, having our own narrative shaped by us and told by us? So I support him 100, 100, 100,000 million trillion percent i know i definitely support prof I, su I support the move in general you know black ownership is the key to our liberation you know and, and we don't own anything like puff has i remember him making a statement like you know we don't own nothing right you know, we're doing ownership but we don't own nothing so we have to have ownership and what's what's better than bet you know it's, it's been the black entertainment you know, TV for since the beginning of time. So to get that ownership back and then continue, like you said, to to purchase multi multimedia. Media controls the world. Like I seen a post, media controls how you think, it controls what you see, it creates a narrative, it creates the culture, it dictates the trends. Media controls everything. People live their life by what they see in the media. They don't know the information that we get about everything that we don't read about comes from media. You right. know, it's the he who controls the media controls the people. And that's why we've been controlled by, you know, other people for so long, because they control what we see and they control what the media is. So if we start controlling our media and start controlling the media, then we can put our perspectives. We can put our our dream. We can put all the things that we need into our society. man, And, and we will have a. a a large enough voice, a strong enough voice to be heard and to have the opportunities that everybody else has. So I'm yeah. all for it. If the brothers could come together, that'd be dope. But if not, if one of them get it, I, I have faith that any one of them or any two of them, you know, together. Will, any combination, any combo works. Right. Any, <laughs> any combo they got, you put that together, you know, we're going to have some Black excellence. So I'm That's ready. right. And, you know, listen, maybe we can stop the Oscars, and all of this bullshit where they snubbing our people. We know what happened with Viola Davis not getting an Oscar for Woman King is, is disgusting, deplorable, ridiculous. Then you have our dear sister, our beautiful sister, um, uh, Angela Bassett, sit there and be disrespected as far as I'm concerned uh, in the room. And then white people, white women particularly have the audacity to go online talking about, oh, why didn't Angela Bassett it, uh, act more graceful and she should have done this and she should have smiled and she should have uh, stood up to clap in the middle of what she knew was a moment that she deserved. She's supposed to just hide her feelings and see that's what they think about Black people, especially Black women. We are not supposed to have feelings at all. We're well, I can't even say Black people because as I'm saying it, I mean Black women, because as I'm saying it, I'm thinking about y'all as black men, you're not supposed to have any feelings. You're supposed to just be cool with whatever people give you and be nice and smile about it. And they don't even know that part of that mentality comes from enslavement, where you were beaten by master and then you still had to smile or do whatever master said. You still had to go in the kitchen and cook and come out and say, yes, master, and show it and, and display yourself as being happy about the abuse the beating, the disrespect. And people still have that expectation of us today. And they don't even know
know where it comes from. It's like sometimes when we think about, and it brings me right to my next topic, but sometimes even with our own children, there's things that they do. And it's times when you have to, I remember my mom would have to pull my coattail and say to me, hey, that attitude you have or those or just, you know, the, the mindset that you have, it comes from a place. Let me tell you about auntie so-and-so or grandma so such and such or whatever stories of our history and how things are passed down through a bloodline. That's Sometimes right. what you hear in the is, is what you see and hear in your peripheral things going on around you when you're growing up and you don't even know that you're tapping into that and still using those, those unfortunate um, or still using that unfortunate ideology in, in moments on people who've been oppressed. So, you know, I just, no, she didn't have to smile. They better be, when they say she wasn't graceful, the grace was that, that she, she didn't cut you out the fuck up. Listen, man, people tired of y'all playing with us, man. Y'all playing in these people's face. That lady know what she did. Everybody knew what she did. You know, and, and and it was it's just it's just like a disgrace, and she still hasn't got an Oscar. Like that right. is just crazy to me. Oh, no. It's crazy but, but, when you look at a, 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 a actress, the the caliber and the level of, of what she's done throughout her career. You know, and, and and it goes to show, and it's not about race. I I think that it's is I think that the Oscars, you know, is culturally deaf. Right to our culture, you know the the things that matter to us, the stories that matter to us, the storylines that matter to us. Sometimes, I like because I do I do homework. Right, a lot of times it be movies and and artists who win Oscars that I don't know of, movies that I never seen. And I say, and when they win the best actress or this and that, I said, let me go look at this movie because I just want to see what, what they did in this movie. Right. And then I look and I go, OK, the, the performance is good. I'm not mad at the performance, but the storyline and all of the shit that they talking about, I can't I have no understanding or I can't relate to it at all. It is not has nothing to do with my reality, It has nothing to do with just the culture that I come from. So what happens is when you have people on this committee that that's what they relate to, that's their culture, that's their storyline, that's the shit that they identify with. When you show them Woman King, when you show them, you know, Wakanda, Fett, when you show them these movies, it's to them, it's foreign, you know, like they yeah. don't, they don't really, they don't understand the significance. They don't understand what the actress or actor is actually doing because the storyline and all of it doesn't, it doesn't appeal to them. So right. we can, we have to have awards and ceremonies to where we have people who identify with our culture, who identify with our soul, who identify with our reality to be the judges of these things. So we're going to keep having these same conversations. We're going to keep losing to white actors and white actresses that do storylines and shit that pertains to the people who's on the committee that's picking. Well, I want to push back on one thing that you said, because I don't know if you know, but there was an article on a pretty reputable from from a pretty reputable source where they claim that they were able to get an off the record conversation with one of the people who votes as an Oscar voter. So, you know, those people are anonymous and it's supposed to be that way so that 
you know, you can't contact them and try to pressure them into voting for you and whatever, right? Or because of a decision, they face scrutiny, so on and so forth. Well, the thing that I found that I found interesting when you said they don't know our culture, they don't necessarily appreciate or understand what we're doing. Actually, this person in his statement, and they say his, they use the, the word his. He says, you know, stop whining, stop crying about it. That if you didn't win, it's because it wasn't good. It, we, we didn't like it. And that's why you didn't win. And went on to talk about the woke culture and how they, he's tired of woke culture. So to me- Well, that's, that, that's, that's an attack on our, what I'm trying to say is that's an attack on our culture. That, even if it's a person that's from the culture who doesn't identify what, what the culture so is- I'm not saying that he's from our culture. I'm saying that he's more than likely racist. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Then it so it's not be. that they don't understand. It's that they, they have race. made a conscious decision. That they're not going to celebrate. That certain performances, you will not get Oscars. Didn't they say Holly Berry got one for uh, Make Me Feel Good? What was that Monsters Ball? When she was, you know, very, I mean, she was very sexual. I loved her performance in Monsters Ball, so I wouldn't take anything away from it. But there are other films that she's played. And we know when Holly Berry hit the scene, she need an Oscar every time. There's not a time that her, Viola, uh, um, uh, Angela Bassett, Holly Berry, who else do we have here? I mean, the list goes on. Who else? There's some um, other women. Um, I'm trying to, Monique. Monique. Um, Jada. Jada. I put Whoopi in there, too. Whoopi, too. Definitely. Oprah. Oprah. Oprah, um, well, it's probably so many others. Yes, yeah, a couple. When these people hit the screen when they decide that they're other going. Lady, the other lady that played in the help. What's her name? Oh boy, um, no, that was it was Viola. The one that played with her, the one that fed the lady. Oh my god, I don't know her name. Well, listen, we are gonna look it up, and I'm gonna look up the two things the, so, the yeah. that owns. Let me see. What's her name? Damn. Yes, because she's amazing. Yeah, she's always she's amazing. Octavia, Octavia Spencer—that's my girl. That's my girl. She follows me, and and actually, she participates in the content too. Uh, Octavia Spencer. When these women hit the screen, when they get that. Book, oh, well, I want to say something real quick. Erica Badu commented on my post today, so I found oh, out. Oh, that's what's you up. know. I put that's a post cool. up, it, and she said that that was her quote. So. Shout out to Erica. Like, she's one of my favorite artists in the world. So that's dope. That's dope. Like, these are women. They need Oscars. If they gave us, if they gave us as what we deserve, they They would have have no show. The show would just be. And I'm not listening. We ain't taking that from nobody. Because Jamie Lee Curtis is back now. You ain't getting ready to say. I'm not taking that from Jamie Lee. I just don't think. I didn't. You know what? What I'm gonna say is this: I did Niecy, not see Nisi is a great actress. Like you gotta watch. I don't know if you watch a lot of her stuff. But I mean, like, still, just I mean, it's it's. Listen, there are few of them that there are a lot of us that I watch and I. Be oh, like, what's the scandal? Oh, um, Kerry Washington. Kerry Washington. If they gave us, <laughs> I would do. The whole, it would always be that Black people would be winning everything. Mm-hmm. 
So, the, you know, so I'm just saying that that man, when he spoke, it let me know that even if he thought the performance was incredible, he ain't trying to give us nothing. Anyway, let's move on to my um, thought of the day. I see people in my comment section since I've been posting about Puff saying that, oh, you know, he doesn't know how to manage anything. Look what he did to Mace and this one and that one. And we recognize that some things happen. I Nobody is. Listen, if you go back in my history, if you go back in your history, you go back in anybody, especially people who are bosses and people who run businesses and whatever. For the most part, there is a period, an era where they made some really bad decisions and they did some really fucked up things to people. That's that's a fact. But the question that we have to ask is how long do we hold it? How long? How long does it carry over? And, you know, just how long? I don't know. So anyway, that's up for another day's debate. But for my thought of the day today, I wanted to talk about Newark, New Jersey, which, by the way, I just love how black, blackity, black, black. Ross Baraka, our mayor in Newark, I don't live there, but I still claim him. My and God. And the entire team, Keisha Yuri, uh, our sister Kylesha, is so many super Black people in Newark that are running that, that city, that town. They said when they got elected, they were going to be Black like they always have been. People need to check Ross Baraka's background, his parents, his family, where he comes from, his lineage. This is not new to him. He didn't just come mayor and just all of a sudden get Black. This man... Has always and, and 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 there is a difference, you know. Yes, you could be black, but there's there's blackity black. And Ross Baraka, Mayor Baraka, is blackity black. So they took down the statue of Christopher Columbus and they put up Harriet Tubman. So I went online and clicked in the comments because I got me some popcorn. As soon as I saw that, so let me get me some popcorn and get in these comments. And I got in my bed, put my furry socks on, and started flicking my toes because I already knew that people from all over the country, white folks particularly, and some of our ignorant ass people were going to lose their mind about taking down old Christopher Boy. And it, 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 and it, it really is crazy that white people especially have the gall, have the gall to be upset about Christopher Columbus being hailed and uplifted he's the colonizer he's the he's the he's the face of a colonizer brother we were there first of all i already my parents ain't never if they even heard if i had to write a report about christopher columbus in school my parents would say no they would go speak to write and i believe my sister still does that for my niece we do not at all acknowledge Christopher Columbus. The only time we acknowledge him is to talk about his enslavement of Native American people, his him being a colonizer, as you said, his relationship with the Portuguese, who happened to be the first colonizers of the African people. And by the way, just so that people who are out there like, oh, I don't know, and this and that, let's be clear. Christopher Columbus did not, he did not, we already know he didn't discover America, but he didn't even get here by himself. He had Africans who had already been traveling to America on the ship with him and they helped him to navigate his way. 
That's how he found the Americas because he was with Africans who had already been here and had been sailing back and forth from Africa to the to the Americas. Okay, so he did nothing. He literally did nothing. He went and stopped along the route right between Africa and America. He stopped along the route and met with different kings and queens and brokered deals to bring more enslaved people to those particular uh uh whatever they want to be those colonizers that's what he did and when they found out that the and i hope i'm saying it right the the taino the taino people were unable to deal with the heat and you know because um uh, the the skin uh, their skin could not deal with the heat and the um and the yeah they couldn't stay outside in the sun right because their skin was not a, it wasn't appropriate you know you get red skin and all of that we know about Native Americans their skin is a very delicate thing so when they were not uh they could not uh perform a particular task which was staying out in the fields the way that they wanted them to because that's all they wanted they wanted bodies to go out in the fields and do sharecropping and and then ultimately build buildings and do all the things to create the world that they wanted which they couldn't do for them damn selves so they wanted to put other people to work they could not use this particular group of people so his idea failed and then they then they started looking at Africans. And that's how African people were chosen as the second best or strongest or whatever to become enslaved. Like people really need to understand. And I'm sure the way that I'm telling it is probably so many other details. And I'm not saying it exactly as a, a historian would tell it, but that's the essence of the story. Christopher Columbus didn't do shit. So you know what? They need to take his ass down, him and Robert E. Lee and all of these statues across this country. And some of these damn places, Whoa, I was getting ready to say something that was gonna get me in so much trouble. Whoo, I was hey, tell the truth and shame the devil. Man. I was getting ready to say some things about the American flag, but we ain't gonna do that today. I'm just saying, damn Christopher Columbus, don't even just take it down. They should blow damn. it, they should blow it up. Like you know how when they blow up the buildings to do demolition and you see it. Uh-oh. And you, you know how they do demolition and they blow up the buildings and you see it come down like that. That should be Christopher Columbus should be. They, they should have the rocks, the pieces of just drop it from the highest building. Just go drop down it from the, to the, drop to it from the, the highest building. Like get the hell out of here. Somebody just drop it from the highest building. Somewhere. But you know what? No, because they they they're not at the highest place. They're sitting in the middle of squares in this country where you can actually go up and touch and feel it, and kids run around it and they see it. And guess what? They shouldn't blow it up because the residue from all of the the the, the particles that would come into our system in our communities would probably kill us. That's how poisonous Christopher Columbus is. Fuck. Okay. Fuck well, listen. They put up Harriet Tubman, though. And put Harriet Tubman, Tubman, you ain't got to. We Tubmans, man. I've been waiting for my tw- my Tubmans. Them Tubmans ain't never come out, man. These were had them Harry 20s, man. Let's bring our guests on today, because we got to talk about injustice in America, which is. Which is America. Every week, unfortunately. We don't do a show that's going to just be all positive. This is oh, going to yeah? be everything. Positive that's going Positivity. on the side. Positivity. 
All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. 
So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. So speaking of American history, uh, this young man has become a part of American history. Unfortunately, um, you know, the story is one that is tragic, very, very tragic. But it's also a story I feel like is not told enough. And, you know, because this week is the week that Breonna Taylor was killed uh, three years ago now, time is it's just, I don't even know what to say about time. It's going by so fast, but it's been three years that Breonna Taylor was killed. And we talk about Breonna every day. I mean, every day of my life, I say it, think about it, look at a post, read a thing, talk to her mother, um, monitor her sister and what Janai is doing, um, something, talk to the lawyers, attorney Lanita Baker, somehow or another, I am in touch with uh, our love, passion, and fight for Breonna Taylor literally every single day, seven days a week, 365 days a year since the day we met. But we don't talk about the other side of the story um, enough. And I thought that this week it would be a great uh, addition to the Street Politicians um, uh, uh, podcast and and to what we do here uh, to talk with Kenny Walker uh, about his experience and how he's doing three years later. So let's welcome our brother. He's like, we see Kenny all the time. <laughs> he family to oh, us. Um, hey, that's Kenny, that's my guy. Right, Kenny <laughs> Walker, uh, uh, fiance and was soon to be baby daddy to Breonna Taylor. Thank you for joining us on Street Politicians today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm excited. Kenny, have you been on the show before? No, I have not. This is oh, his first time. I, well, I felt like he was up here before. Uh, <laughs> see. You know, I stay behind the scenes most of the time. I got a bunch of good people like y'all that can, you know, speak up for me the way I need it to, to happen. Well, listen, well, we wanted to say thank you and we welcome you to our show. You know, you are, like you said, we, we family, you know. Um, unfortunately, we became family at a very traumatic and, and tragic time in your life. And um, just want to know, like, how, how have you been? How have you been coping? It's three years since the night, you know, and you actually were engaged and actually right there in that situation. Like, so how is it? How are you feeling? You know, how, how are you moving forward? I know it's hard, but how are you doing these days? Well, honestly, I mean, it's it's kind of like, especially for me, it's a little bit of what um, Tamika just said, like, I deal with it every day, you know what I'm saying? So it doesn't have to be the, um, I don't even want to say special, because it's not a special week, but the the same week as, as, you know, this tragic event occurred, like, it doesn't have to be March 13th for me to feel some type of way, or for me to be sad, or for me to think about Bree, 
you know, it's it's every day and continuous and ongoing struggle, you know, for me. Like, so I've definitely came a long way, you know, um, since things have happened. But um, it's it's still tough, you know, just like she said, you have to, you know, if, if nothing else, I get on the Internet and now I see a picture of her or I see, you know, somebody saying her name or whatever it may be. And no doubt, I, I appreciate that. I love to see that, you know, and I'm I'm happy and um, I'm glad that people show so much love and compassion, you know, for for Brianna and our, our situation. But it's it's just tough. It's just tough. I can only imagine man. You know, so it's been three years. You know, what, what, what have you been doing to, you know, to move forward or, and, or try to keep, you know, we're still fighting for justice for Brianna every day. So I know that's part of the thing. So what, what have you been doing for the last, you know, three years? What have you been trying to do? Really, day by day, just trying to get my mind together. You know, I'm kind of just now getting into a, a space of, you know, where I, where I see some type of positivity, you know, and some type of good in the future, you know, like, especially with, um, you know, how these officers are being um, prosecuted right now and stuff that definitely, you know, that definitely made me feel a little better, but also that's bittersweet because, I mean, it's actually like a smack in the face because all this time I've been saying all these things and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, hey, Kenny, all right, we was wrong. You was right. We're sorry. But that's kind of just it. So I'm having to take that in. And it's it's tough. But for the last, for the last three years, literally, it's just been all about me trying to stay sane. Like, that's, that's what I've been doing. I've been, you know, accepting all the love from my family and my friends and my peers. And I've just been trying to keep pushing for Brianna and, you know, create a future for myself and my family that Brianna would be proud of. That's what it is, man. So, you know, a lot of, a lot has happened since then. I, I remember the first time I met you and you had an ankle bracelet on. You know, I met you with an ankle bracelet and you were actually being charged for um, shooting the warning shot when, you know, the officers just busting in to the apartment, you know, and it was it was a tough time. And I know as since then those charges had been, you know, dropped with with prejudice or whatever. Um how how is the legal aspect of it going? Is there has there been any still ramifications after that or it's just completely dropped or have you talked to your lawyers, anything changing in that aspect? Well, I mean, I'm in contact with my lawyers regularly, just just for my safety. But um, I mean, yeah, all, all of that is pretty much out out of the window. You know, they um they dropped the charges. Um, first it was I don't I don't want to get to mess it up because it's real confusing. It's a thin line between with prejudice and without prejudice. So they exactly. dropped. It. Yeah, they dropped it one way the first time, which was with prejudice. Prejudice. And then they come back and then they drop them again without prejudice, meaning they that can't. means all the way going now. Yeah, which is crazy to me because how do you halfway drop the charge? It's like, oh, we at that point to me in my mind, it's like oh, we halfway believe you. So then they came back, like, all right, you you know, we believe you, you're free to go. But 
is how you know that's not cool. Exactly. So I wait my time and beat me down and tried to assassinate my character all of this time just to come back and say, you know, you ain't doing anything wrong. That, I know that was crazy <laughs> to me because when I heard that, I'm like, so they dismissed it and they said, yeah, with prejudice. I'm like, so what the hell does that mean? You know, and then I had to look into it. And it means basically we dismissed it for now, but if we decide to, we can basically reissue those charges, you know? Exactly. So now you say, I, I didn't hear about the part without the prejudice. So I'm definitely happy that that's, you know, something off of your shoulder, mm -hmm. off of your back, you know? Mm -hmm. So every time I think about how you must have felt, you know what I'm saying? I, I think about this all the time. We, we always... So, but we try to make sure that we lift up your name as well, you know, as you, you you was in a home with the woman that you love and being there. And, you know, and I and I heard that call, you know, I heard the call as you called and told somebody to come help. And you can hear the pain and you can hear the trauma inside of your voice, man. You know, I know it's I know it's hard and you want to just sometimes just forget about it. But it's it's, it's almost impossible to forget a night like that, you know, is it hard for you? Do you re, do you replay that night or do are you just do you have a therapist? Because I know I would need a therapist. I need a therapist now and I haven't been through having it. But do you have somebody that you talk about and you talk through that? Or is it just something that replays or are you just naturally just moving forward to keep your sanity? What's the process? Uh, I definitely have a therapist, you know, and it wouldn't I probably wouldn't still be sitting right here, you know, probably without that process, you know, so to all my, to all my brother, young brothers out there, like me, don't, you know, ain't nothing wrong with going to talk to somebody about how you feel, you know, get some things off your chest, but also thank God, you know, I got a lot of good family and friends around me that I don't mind, you know, talk, talking to about things, and especially it's a little easier um, talking to them because they know me and they knew Bree. So they knew the seriousness of our, you know, relationship and friendship, you know. Um, so they get it, you know, to to a certain extent. But I definitely replay that that night and stuff like all the time. Like, but it's uncontrollable. Like, you know, it's certain. Me and Brianna like hung out a lot. You know, that was my best friend. So it's a lot of things that remind me of her. It could be, you know, songs, smells, foods. Shoe, clothes and shoes, you know, we, we like to get fly, you know what I'm saying? So some Jordans come out that I know we, we had a couple years ago. Now I'm over in my feelings, you know what I'm saying? Just I seen a pair of shoes, but. Uh, so March 13th is not necessarily a day that you uh, just like, you know, it's not the day for you that's like the focal, the central focal point of this horrible moment. It's almost, it's like every day. It could be, when you said that to me, it could be any time. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, Brianna's mom, Miss Miss Tamika Palmer said before, like every, every day feels like March 13th. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and really in my mind, I don't think anybody's ever thought of, of it this way, but March 14th, you know, might be a little bit worse on my mental because that's when I realized, you know, that's when I was sitting in jail on my bunk realizing what really just took place. Hmm. That's when I kind of got to soak it in like, all right, you know, this this really just happened. I'm really in jail. I'm probably not getting out. Hmm. You know, that's what I was thinking at the time. I didn't think I was ever going to get out. Hmm. Um, 
But yeah, so and also you knew when that she was gone because you found that out mm-hmm. on TV, right? Yes, yes. So that's what I want. I, I ain't gonna say I want people to imagine, but just you know, just think of that. Like I, I that feeling is worse than anything. Mm-hmm. Definitely a feeling of helplessness, hopelessness, and just mm, just being lost. Period. And there's nobody right there but me. And I can't even express my feelings completely because I'm in a I'm in a new environment where you can't you know, I can't be sitting on this bunk in this room full of 30 grown men or whatever, just crying and boohooing or whatever it may be. Even though I did do that because I'm me. I mean, but you know, it's it's a lot to take on. So not only did I just have to, you know, soak in and take in everything that just happened to me, but I'm also having to soak in and take in this new situation and environment that I'm in also. Cause I've never been to jail, you know, before, before that, and especially, oh, I had, I had been, but I, I it wasn't for the long haul, mm-hmm. you know. What I'm saying? So like, yeah, mm. it's stressful. I can, I can only imagine, man. You know, just being around you, and and just, I just want to commend you because I, I watch you cope. You know, I watch, I watch you in situations, and and for a while, you know. Based on what you were going through with your legal situation, you know, you weren't really able to speak out. And, you know, I remember, I remember, I think it was last year at South by Southwest. And you was like, man, I'm, y'all finna hear me talk a lot more now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, the, you know, the energy is off. You know, I'm through with the being quiet. You know, Brianna need justice. So I'm gonna talk up and whatever I gotta say to make sure that she get that justice. And, and, and you've been, doing that ever since, man. So I want to commend you on just taking those steps and, and, and stepping into your voice and advocating and, and, and making sure that the story and the narrative is set straight. Mm-hmm. Be, stepping into what you are supposed to be doing in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, um, that, was, that was easier said than done because it takes a lot to even do what we're doing right now. But like, you know, every time I talk about it, it hurts a little bit but also I know this needs to be done you know and I won't I was so you know held me on you know getting my voice out there because like who who better to tell the truth than me mm-hmm. you know I was tell there so. exactly and, I, and I'm just glad these people aren't gonna get away with it that's right that well some of them have because the people who actually shot at you all are not mm-hmm. the ones that have been indicted it's mm-hmm. the people responsible for the line. Well, we, we haven't yet. We still on the ass. We we well, yeah. piece by piece. Yeah. I'm just saying for now. I'm just saying in this but current. On the, on the I, got I got you, but I I'm cool with that. Just like God ain't you know he he been making things right slowly but surely That's ever right. since That's this. Right. So I'm very right. confident you know that they'll have their day too. They you will. know, and it won't come by the hand to me. You know, what I'm saying I ain't gonna get on her and get the you know doing all of that, but. Those people, they really feel some type of way about me. They've done nothing but bash me and assassinate my character from day one. But I never stoop to the same level and do the same thing. So, But I think it's important. The reason why I'm bringing up the current legal situation is because people need to know. Like from the beginning, I have tried to be a very steadfast 
fact checker for our community. Because even we say things that's just not accurate. Breonna Taylor was in the bed sleep when she was shot to death. That's actually not what happened. Although she was in the bed sleep, but she wasn't in the bed at the time that she was shot, right? right. So these are things because whenever they can catch you where you don't really know the facts or you're saying something that is off from the facts, then they use that as a tool to be like, see, they trying to change the story to make people, you know, feel more uh, sympathetic. It doesn't matter. They should have never been shooting into the house. And so I think it's important that people know that in this moment, those individuals who have been indicted are not the people who actually, or at least the one person we know for sure that, well, that we believe his bullets actually killed Brianna. He is not the person that's been indicted at this moment by the federal government. Right now, all the folks who played a role, people who lied on warrants, people who all, all of the nonsense that they did, those individuals are the, the, are the ones facing charges. And it's important to say that because they are the ones that, that put everybody in the position that they were in that day. Nonetheless, those officers did not follow the standards and the guidelines that they were supposed to follow. And that's what I want to ask you. Now, looking at the report that came out from the uh, the, the, the uh, Department of Justice, where they have done an extensive, extensive job at researching and uh, examining the practices of the Louisville Metro uh, Police Department. It seems to me, Kenny, that the report that they put out almost mirrors the things that happened that night. Mm-hmm. No knock entry, right? Not, not telling people who's on the outside of the door, mm-hmm. falsifying mm-hmm. documents to be able to gain entry, right? Uh, all kinds excessive of force, things. Excessive force, excessive force. Use of the dogs. Um, they said misproper use of the dog. That was all, you know, there's videos of them doing all of those things above to me. And so, when I spoke about it, nobody believed me. And then here we are three years later and everything I said is set in stone. So, I mean. So the, the, the Republicans came out and said, and, the, and the, uh, the union, the police union said, oh, it's exaggerated. But the, the, we're looking at it. There's, there, I don't want to hear that. There's videos. There's, you know, there's audios. There, there's, you know, I could go on and on and on. There are several cases in, in Louisville that, you know, our, our police system is corrupt. And I can say that because that's not my opinion. That's a fact. You know, it was just on CNN the other day that this this is what's going on. So it didn't start with me. It doesn't end with me. Mm-hmm. But I was able to, I guess, shed some light on how, how these people aren't they're not operating by the book as they should. They're not honoring those those um, those codes that they, you know, that they agreed to. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing I, I I wanted to ask you, and I know it's a tough question. I thought I debated whether I should ask you this question, but I think it's important for people to know. What is the impact on you every day that you lived and Brianna did not? Like, how does that make you, what do you go through dealing with that emotion? It's, terrible and i love myself i never i would never harm myself none i don't you know i don't want to die or anything but i definitely you know at some point throughout the week or maybe throughout the day i just feel like i wish i could have traded you know like 
I would I would have definitely rather been the one that didn't make it out and you know let her make it out. Survive you know, remorse. That's the word, the term. Yes. And I don't like feel of course not guilty enough to feel I didn't do anything. I ex- exercised my my law, you know, my my rights. Mm-hmm. But um it's just it's just very unfortunate. It's just sad and it hurts my heart every day that that happened to her because she didn't deserve that. So and it's even worse and it hurts even more and it makes me feel some type of way even more to see people out here still just walking around like they didn't do what they did and writing books and going on TV and making um you know ill comments about me and stuff like that, you know, calling me out of my name and stuff especially coming from somebody I never met before, never had a conversation with, don't know anything, and definitely wouldn't say it to my face if we were sitting right across from each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's the troll era. It's tough. The troll era, Kenny, you got to... Yeah, the, in, the internet gives a lot of clowns, you know, that a voice. Culture. And I hate that, that so much, which is, which is why, like, I know I probably should have a bigger internet presence, but I don't. Cause you know I'm me and I and I'm this in real life, so I don't I just can't be something else on the internet or I can't stoop to anybody else's level. So it's tough. I hate the internet, by the way. I hate it. I hate. It. Yeah, just you have like, to protect your energy. Yes, literally. And the internet is a stressful place. Our internet is crazy because I come there to laugh and stuff, but all the all the trolls and all the just negative energy and the I just, I just can't. I just can't. It's no way that you can respond. Right. Because that's what it is. It's a response to the hurt. Right. And mm-hmm. the the horror of what took place. They want you to retaliate because they know that, you know, they want to be able to build a story, a narrative around you yelling in the street or trying to fight one of them or showing up, you know, somewhere, whatever. They want that. And, you know, first of all, you come from such um amazing cloth your family your mom and dad the way that they love you and protect you and have been there to stand by you um and you know this happened to you and that's the thing that people need to constantly remember is that this happened to you and whatever reaction you had throughout this process is fair game because this is something that happened to you so I just want you to know, though, that we are definitely proud of you because it's a lot of people that either would melt down and just couldn't stand up to the moment. And then there's a lot of other people who would feel like I, why, I'm, a, I'm alive, I'm here, but, you, but everybody keeps focusing on Brianna and there's not enough attention to you and your story. And yet you're saying I'm joining those who is fighting for Brianna Taylor. Mm, yes. I, I think that would be a real weird thought if I felt like that. She she's not even here, so I, I'm still here. So how is that fair? You know, she definitely didn't deserve to lose her life. So if I did anything else besides tell everybody that every day, I'd be a weirdo. And I'm not going for that. My love for her is way stronger than that. And I'm talking about beyond like relationship type love. Like it was my best friend, like my dog. So. You know, all I could do is just rep for her and just make sure that everybody knows that she didn't deserve that. And those people's terrible for doing that to her and to me. But like I said, I I, I lived. I'm still here. I'm I'm talking to y'all. So I can't feel that that bad for myself. You yeah. know, I don't self pity over here. 
like they was dead wrong stuff happened but like god made me make it through it so i i don't like to sit and dwell on what happened only thing i'm dwelling on is it's her not being here that's right well you know i'm a man stuff happens to men every day you know what i'm saying every like, day, like man. All day, every day, and we just we gotta. I, I gotta fight through it, just like every other black man out here that goes through things. So I mean, they don't make it right, you know. We have our, you know, we have our right, you know, to feel how we feel and you know express our emotions and go through what we go through too. But also, and just like all those other situations, where sometimes so black men, we also have to pick ourselves up and keep pushing. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's what we do as men. So, so in, the, in the spirit of that, you know, three years since. You know, we lost Brianna, you know, and we know as black men, we got to keep on going. Like, what is next? What, like, you know, because for me, the fact that you, you, your life has to make a lot of sense, right? I know even with understanding that you were here, she, she was, she wasn't, didn't making you here, you know, that your life, you have to live your life. That's how you repay her, living your life productively you know, and, and making sure that every time that you do something positive or whatever, it reflects her and is in honor. So what, what is next for Kenny Walker? What is next for you? Honestly, the sky's the limit. There's a lot of things that's next. Like I could, I could go down the whole list, but mainly the main goal is just to, re to reflect, you know, positivity and, and shed some light on on, on uh, my situation and Bree's situation, but also make sure that stuff like this can't happen to people all the time, all over the world, you know, from here on out. Things should change because, and a lot of things have changed. You know, I just recently um, won my uh, civil suit, you know, but um, within my civil suit, there's several things that the city has to abide to as far as like rules and regulations. I don't want to get the line saying exactly what they are right now, but there's several like things that that, you know, and along with, um, with Tamika Palmer's, um, civil. So, you know, so we already made several changes within the city and, um, basically striving towards these people not being, being able to do this to us, you know, in the future. So I think, um, that's a big part of what's next for me, whether I want it to be or not, uh, and I've been thrust into this, you know, this opportunity or this situation and, and my voice matters. Um, it does. So basically what's next is me, you know, getting my voice out there. And I guess as, as much as I can to the best of my ability, make sure that this doesn't happen to other people or doesn't continue to happen to other people. So the fight for justice continues. And like really? we just said, like we just said, um, Second ago, like we ain't even got all the people that we're going after yet. That's you know, right. we, still, we didn't make some progress. We got a couple of them, but you know, it's just some people at home sitting on their couch, you know, drinking coffee right now that you know they shouldn't be. That's right. So, That's right. Well, the fight for justice is a noble one, and you are uh, certainly one that has a real story that you know you you live to do something. And to my son's point. You know, your life has to make sense. It's just it just has to like it would, it, you know, it, for you not to be in this fight would be, you know, a miscarriage of justice in and of itself. Right. Everybody has to acknowledge that your firsthand account of all the things that goes wrong with a corrupt police department, like everything that could go wrong 
went wrong in this situation. Lies, deceit, improper use of force, improper use of, of, of tactics, um, you know, attempting to corrupt witnesses. Uh, someone was murdered. I mean, everything that you could think of that a bad police department could do, framing, everything you could think of, it all happened to you and Breonna Taylor. And so I'm just proud to be one, you know, who, who, who had good sense enough to know all of us at Until Freedom that we needed to be there to support you because we are together. We're making history. We're shaping uh, a new society. It takes a long time to do, but I truly do believe that the work that we put in is going to have uh, it's going to bear fruit at some point. So thank you, Kenny. I believe that too. And I want, I want to thank you all for your work. And really, I don't know if I've ever told you, but I just want to say thank you for fighting for Bree and for me. Like, I never forget when y'all came on my house, like when my son said he met me and I had an ankle bracelet on. I'm, I'm like, who are these people in my mom's living room? Like, what's going on right now? Like, this is this is really real. You know what I'm saying? But y'all took time out of out of y'all day, you know, and away from y'all families and stuff. Just to, So I realize all of that, too, also. You know what I'm saying? It takes a lot to do what you all do. So I just want to say thank you. I don't know if I ever told you all before. You do. I'm you, you have. You told them. You have, King. You, you, you told, I, you I really appreciate you it, though. So I, I'm probably going to keep telling y'all. Every time I get around, I might say and we'll keep telling you, too, because guess what? America's telling us we are unworthy. We do, you know, we're doing too much. We're race baiters. So we have to edify one another. And we edify you today, King uh, King Kenny. We love you very much. Keep your head up. Keep doing what you're doing. Three years later, Breonna Taylor is not here with us, but, you know, her spirit lives on and the fight for justice. She is forever as a black woman going to be one of the leading voices and figures that we lean on for our inspiration. That's right. Man, that works for me. Well, we appreciate you. I want to thank you for allowing us to fight with you, you know, to stand with you and and and, and trusting in in us you know you when you when you your love you lost the love of your life and you allowed us you know and, and respected us enough to come and stand alongside of you and fight and that and we didn't take that lightly so i just want to say thank you for having the faith in us to allow us to be there no problem all right kenny thank you kenny see you soon right. man be safe Bree, wait sir have a good one all right kenny you know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. 
along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. That's how we own it. Shout out to Kenny Walker, man. Just watching him grow into, you know, like I said, I met him with ankle bracelet on. He was a, a young, scared young man. Just like, damn, I don't know what happened. I just got out of jail. They told him about locking me up. My girlfriend that I was about to marry is dead. Like he was, he was in shock. Right. And also they left the ankle bracelet on his on his leg. That day, when we, no, the day before, when we got there, I think that was a Saturday. The day before, they ruled that the ankle bracelet needed to come off his leg. But because it was was a a holiday, it was Memorial Weekend, right, it was Memorial Day. Because it was a holiday weekend, right, so it was Friday when they ruled that they needed to take the ankle bracelet off. But because it was a holiday weekend, no one was there to take it off Saturday, Sunday, and Monday on Memorial Day. So he was at home still with the bracelet on. Now, the fact that Monday, I mean, Friday, was the end of him wearing the ankle bracelet, he should have been able to move about on Monday and do whatever he wanted to do as a part of, you know, Memorial Day, get out, visit people. But he was afraid to move around because he didn't know whether the ankle bracelet was going to go off and they would come and arrest him. So he had no clarity for a whole three more days with this bracelet. It's crazy. Well, so he went through a lot, man. I'm just... I'm happy that um he's 
finding his voice, he's finding his space, you know, and, and the fight for Bri for Brianna Taylor still continues. So shout out to Kenny, man. So, you know, for my I don't get it, you know, of it's been a situation that happened on a train. You know, it was a young boy that they say is an autistic young man. Um, you see this young girl just walking him through the train, walking him through the train, and and then eventually they beat up on the young boy. And you know, and and there's been conflict, and I don't know what the issue is. But what I really just don't get is why we constantly have these issues with kids, like. I don't understand how this bullying thing has got to this level. It's, it's not the first time I'm seeing it. It's not the last time we're going to see it. But this bullying, like, real, like they really are taking off on this kid. And, they, and there's a conf, the conflict is that they're saying that this kid had bullied someone else before. You know, they, there's a, a video that's going around. I can't tell if it's him or not. I don't know. Nobody knows if it's him. Nobody has been confirmed able to confirm or deny it. And that's another thing I don't get. If you're this big bully, how do you let a girl drag you through the train? Right, you're this big bully. You Some jump. girls are rougher than boys. But that's I'm just, but this girl's about 5'1". So He's, that doesn't he, mean that. She literally just grabbing you by the collar. I'm trying to figure out who's, how is he the bully that's getting bullied by the girl? It, none of it I've, been, I've never, I've been, listen to, I've seen bullies in my lifetime, right? And I've seen tough girls, but I never seen a tough girl that was 5'1", bully a bully that was damn near six feet. I've, that's some, this is new. I don't get what's going on here. This is a whole new thing for me. So I don't know what the story is, but I know, I know that the, the racial slurs that they were using, screaming, calling the man, this, look at the nigger and all of this wasn't okay. I know even if he had bullied somebody else, them all of those people punching and beating on him wasn't okay. You know, so it's it's just it's unfortunate, man. We got to really protect our kids. There's so many different things, you know, and and I and I use this term coward culture so much. You know, I use this term coward culture so much and and I want people to to really 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 just look at it. You know, the the, the culture of coward is that people want to pick on the weaker. You know, people want to pick on who they perceive to be weaker. People want to do things when they feel like they have an advantage. You know, I also seen a lady walking and, and they robbed a lady, Asian lady, for I think she she took $4,000 out of the bank. And this, this coward grabs her up and pretty much had the lady paralyzed. He throws her to the ground. The lady's now paralyzed. They have to teach her how to walk again. Like, I'm just, I just think we just live in some dangerous times, man. We, we just live in dangerous times. And a lot of people get mad at me because I always advocate for integrity and accountability and men just being able to stand whatever they do. You know, I, I don't, I am so against the criminal culture. And that's why I'm for accountability. You know, and they, and people be mad at me and like, oh, you worried about snitches? The snitches are getting people to know. The snitches is avoiding accountability. If the snitch tells on somebody else that did a crime, the snitch gets away. 
right? Who, who's, where's the accountability for you for the crime you did? So it, it, it's, it's a false sense of reality, right? What you're doing is rewarding somebody for being a coward. So they escape the consequences. So this whole coward culture that we living in now is just, it's just, I don't really get none of this shit. I put a post up yesterday, you know, that said, y'all got it. I'm everything I learned was wrong. You know, my mama told me, like, you know, like most of us, that the, the I told my mother, you know, I don't understand. And she said, My son, they could build a whole new world over the shit you don't understand. And I said, This is, and I realized in this moment that this is the world she was talking about man so this i don't get it it's easy for me because every day i could come here and have the shit that i see i just don't get well i only had one point on this and ain't much more to say where were the big bad police that the trains remember the mayor and the a bunch of people the mayor the police chief uh uh even some city council members in new york stay safe we gotta have cops on the train. They put budgets into it to put more police on the train. They're supposed more to be money, on. more money. They're supposed to be on the train. Where are they at? Where were they? It was it, all those people, especially after school. Where are the cops that's supposed to be there? Nobody saw anything to stop the situation. Maybe they did. I don't know. I'm not saying they didn't, but I know what I saw in that video was a whole lot of beating up on somebody. And I didn't I didn't see before the video cut off that the police, the big bad cops that's supposed to do so much preventing crime didn't see him. So, you know, but they'll say when we say that, oh, no, you know, it always be some other reason for why the cops were not there. were not present. The ones that they have all the money. You know, those cops. I mean, but, but that's what we deal with. We, we, I, I'm just so confused with half this shit to me. Like, I don't know nothing is going on. Like, I really wake up some days and the shit that I, that I have to endure, the things that I have to hear every day, it's just, it's like bizarro work. Like the shit that, that's being, that I, some of the shit that I can't even say that I want to say. <laughs> that I, for, for you know, just be, for my understanding the reality we live in, I can't say half the shit that I want to say all the time. But I say a lot of shit that yeah. I, I, I very, really, I very really just don't say stuff. But the things that I that I just think and the way that I see, you know, I, I just tell you protect your energy, man. You know, I really focus on trying to save these babies, and I, and a lot of people call what I do, you know, contradicting and all of these things and. And I, and I think they don't understand what my goal is. You know, I, I, I haven't separated myself from this culture. I haven't separated myself from my community. I haven't separated myself from the kid on the corner, from the one who's hustling, from the ones who, who thinks he's a shooter, from the ones just, just engaged inside this. I haven't separated myself, right? I've evolved past that, but I haven't separated myself. My goal is to save those people. Mm. I'm not here to be with y'all and coexist and all of y'all to do gooders that know crime is wrong. Just why don't you just tell people crime is wrong? Why do you have to say this coward? Because the people that I'm speaking to, they don't speak that language. They don't give a fuck about what you think is wrong because you can't change their reality. Because when you tried to talk to me about what was wrong and right and all that shit, you, you wasn't putting no food on my table. You wasn't the ones that I, I, I needed validation from. You wasn't in my community. You wasn't the girl that I liked, that liked the dudes that was doing that. None of that shit that you talking about, 
didn't doesn't relate to my reality. So this good, tell them it's right and criminality, that shit don't work where I'm from. So understand that we speak in two different languages. You speak in a language that don't compute where I'm from. So the language I'm speaking, although it confuses you, it's contradicting and hypocritical, whatever you think, I know who I'm trying to save. And I know in order to save me, this is how you had to speak to me. This is the, the, the way that you had to come to me. So, you know, I, I understand that I understand that my method might not be for you. And, and, I, and I, you know, what I say is you probably shouldn't follow me. You know, you should, you probably, it's, it's nothing wrong with unfollow. You know, it's people that I follow and I'm like, you know what, yeah, this message don't fit for me or this individual is not for me. But the people I'm trying to save, the people who come from what I come from, the people who, who've got, who've survived through what it is that I've survived through, who've gone through these trenches, the goods, the bads, who've been in pretty much every predicament in life, who've been around people who've been the, the you know, drug addicts and, and, and lived on the street, who I have friends who are who have who lived on the streets and I have friends who are billionaires and millionaires. I've seen every every angle of the spectrum, you know, and I speak from reality, I speak from experience, you know, and, and it's just it's just hard sometimes, you know, just knowing that there are people who really are intentionally trying to mislead these babies and misguide them. You know, and it's hard waking up every day seeing that shit and knowing, like Puff said, the media dictates the reality and, and, and the media is is hell bent on misguiding our babies, man. So I'm fighting, but sometimes you get a little wary, man. Well, that's the realities of the work. Now, now you are actually stepping into true leadership before you were being led and trying to find your way into your own leadership. Now that you have that feeling of despair at times and feeling like, you know, what are we doing and what's happening and are people actually getting it and watching how the narrative or the, the society pulls in the opposite direction, that's real leadership because that's when you get really, really uncomfortable and, and then you have to drill down on your faith and your understanding. There's so many different areas, those dark pockets to find the light. Like you have to actually find the light in the dark pockets. And it's it's quite challenging. Trust me, I, I go through it every single day. So you'll be all right, shouty. Well, I ain't got no choice, right? You know, you got to go through it to get through it. Yes, sir. With that said, man, shout out to Kitty Walker for being our guest. Shout out to all of y'all for constantly and always supporting Street Politicians, man, the number one podcast in the <laughs> world. We give it to you, bro. We give it to you. Oh, God. Um, R.I.P. to Breonna Taylor, man. Three yeah. years she's been was wrongfully taken from us. You know, and shout out to her mother and her sister, Tamika Palmer and Janiah. We love y'all. We with you. Kenny Walker, we with you. Breeway, the whole Breeway and everybody who's been standing with and for Breonna Taylor, you know, we got your back, man. We love y'all. Continue to be great. Hit us up on Street Politician Pod. Let us know what you like, what you love, what you want to hear. Give us your feedback. We want to be interactive with you. We want to make you more comfortable. We moving on up. Number one podcast. Give us a round of applause. We're in the number one podcast, man. We're going to keep on growing. 
I'm not going to always be right. Tamika D. Mallory is not going to always be wrong. But we will both always, and I mean always, always, always be authentic. Peace. Listen to Street Politicians on the Black Effect Network on iHeartRadio. And catch us every single Wednesday for the video version of Street Politicians on iWomen.tv. That's how we own it! Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.